What's going on, guys? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. Today we're talking week week eight of the NFL. And as always, go down and like and subscribe. And you're joined by Paul, the sports encyclopedia drunk gambler, Concha, and I'm with. Hey, man, you already know it's that boy, Kev. What are you, so boy? No, I'm saying with my star hat, man, and we can talk some motherfucking week eight NFL pre predictions and picks, man. But yo, Thursday night. I'm not saying it was good, but I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying it was Definitely some motherfucking points. football. It was some football. So how'd you feel about the Thursday night game? We had Bucks, the the Bucks, the the Ravens beating the booty pirates. What was the score? 24, 27? 22-27. So it was close. Close game. Tom Brady just uh, divorced. But um, no, I'm not saying what else? What you what did you take away from this game? Just the, the the Bucks. I I I switched my pick before the game too. I was should have stayed with the Ravens, but I went with the Bucks, and it was all because me and my dad talked about. He talked me back onto like, oh, Brady's going to turn it around, even though I was done with them and the Packers and the, like some other teams. But I have, fun, I'm standing firm on the Bucks. Are they're, they're, a, they'll be a good team, but they're no longer this great team. Like, I don't think they're good, but they're better than some of these other teams. I've said, like, the, like the Broncos, the, some other teams that are on this, like, they'll beat, but, and that division's still wide open technically, so they might squeak in, but they're not a they're not a playoff team. They're not they're not turning around. They're, the O line looked bad. Brady was running for some shit at one point, like, and and they, their defense ain't doing shit. And Orlando Fournette, he's done. He's done. That boy didn't go out of bounds on a couple of those last drives. Uh, he did. He uh, dropped a couple of things. He missed a block. He got the false start that forced him to uh, kick the field extra point instead of going for two on that last touchdown. Like he did so many bad things, and he's not producing. He's done. Like I, like, I don't think he's his his time is limited now, especially with that backup that's been doing pretty good. What shocks me about the Bucks is that defense hasn't turned up yet. Usually, I feel like if they were going to try to hit a turnaround and they're going to try to change their destinies, their defense, they usually go through their defense. And with Todd Bowles as the head coach, I'm really thinking that the Todd Bowles, that the defense would have been the priority. So to see that the defense really hasn't really looked quite, I would say lackluster, but they just haven't looked championship form shows that this team, even if they were to try to make the turnaround, there's so many more teams that could beat them. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and uh. Funniest thing was Justin Tucker on the plane ride back. He was making fun of Russell Wilson, and because the story came out about Russell Wilson on the plane, because they're playing in London, the Broncos. Russell Wilson was doing high knees up and down the fucking uh, alley or whatever the the walkway while for the whole flight working out for four, you know, doing all that shit he does pregame, but through through the fucking walkway for that whole flight. And Justin Tucker, after the win on the flight, he's there like, what are you going to do? He says, well, I think Lamar is going to lead us in doing some stretches throughout the plane. Let's uh, uh, let's ride Flock Nation. Uh, uh, Complete Justin Tucker, dog certified. That's why he's the goat kicker. He's a Hall of Famer. You seen that the warm-ups when they were showing like he was just kicking it from – he was hitting it from 70. From the 40 – of his own side, bro. That that blew from where motherfuckers are kicking off sometimes. That's insane. He's just hitting that bitch. 
hit two of them things. One of one. And uh, Lamar Jackson holding up that sign that the fan had. The fan had to pay Lamar his money, and he took the sign, signed it, held it around a couple of times, and then gave it back. The price of the brick. It went, it went up after this game. It went up. Let's see. Uh, we got another London game on the slate, 9.30 in the morning. I do like these early games. Yeah, it does give me a good reason to wake up. And then I'd be at church at the same time. So I'd be watching the game at church, and I got to make breakfast, and then I got to work out. It's a pretty fun morning. I'm, I never get it down packed, but it's always fun to do all the things at the same time. Well, we got two. Two and five teams going over to London. I already told you one was the Broncos versus the Jaguars. See, now that's a home game for them. Notorious. Notorious. <laughs> so, yeah, that's actually pretty funny. And I think it's fucked up that they the NFL started off with the London games and they would literally send their worst teams. I was like, what, what's the point? That's literally the opposite of what the NBA did with the Dream Team. So, like, like. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I guess Russell Wilson will have some fans over there. We'll see. Nah, like Blake Bortles is probably like the all-time like leader in passing yards and everything. In London, like it's insane. But the Jaguars are an interesting team because they look they look good at certain points and they look really, 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 really bad at certain points. So this them going against a team that's not that great, they do have a good a good secondary. But um, I really just like uh, my dog. Um, what's my dog's name? The corner over there. Yeah, Sertain. Justin Simmons, the safety. He's finally been healthy. He, oh so, yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see that their secondary is still out there. So this is gonna be a very um ugly game. But I like the Jaguars to win on some ugly ass like fifteen. Like the niggas, the motherfuckers score like fifteen to like ten, fifteen to eleven. Like some ugly ass numbers. Yeah, see, the Broncos' pass defense is elite, but the run defense is not. That's what I'm starting to – I thought the Broncos were super elite defense, but they don't seem like they can stop the run. But they can they can shut down the quarterbacks, but the run is where they get beat. And the Jaguars mm-hmm. are fully unleashing ETN after letting go James Robinson. And ETN has been low-key kind of balling. Like, went over 100 yards last week, went over, like, 60 yards the past two games, um, 70 yards, I think, actually, the two games before that, and only had, like, 10 touches. So there's a reason why they got rid of James Robinson. If they feel like they have their guy at running back, and if the Broncos have been beatable on anywhere, it's been the ground. And the Broncos, honestly, they couldn't beat Zach Wilson with Brees Hall. And I feel like no matter how you cut that cake, uh, 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 Trevor Lawrence is way better than Zach Wilson. And ETN is looking like he might – be a Brees Hall type of guy because he he's been kind of snapping on limited touches and now they're finally giving him the full rock. I don't know, man. Brees Hall is kind of the truth. I'm hoping he just yeah um recovers well. You know, Brees Hall was the first running back taken, and then last year ETN was the first running back taken. The year before, he just got hurt. So we'll see. And uh, those two reasons, I do have ETN over sixty nine and a half rushing yards as a prop. Fully unleashed now. He's gone over 70 every game, and he hasn't even had, like, the full carries till now. And then Sutton, over 55 and a half receiving yards. The Jags, they have a good run D. There's terrible uh, pass defense. And that's Russ's favorite target when Russ plays. He's gone over four times out of six games with Russ with that number. So he just likes to throw it to certain. Mm-hmm. 
both on the Jags in London. Then we got Panthers versus the Falcons, which should be a, whoever wins this game is number one in the division. They think I'll be saying that. Very yeah, I'll, give, I'll give it to you, bro. Talk, talk your shit. It's very interesting, right? I think we're a better team than the Panthers by far. But our pass defense does look pretty fucking crazy right now. So I think and I think if we can rush the quarterback, we can make this a very um a very easy game for us. But if our quarter if our corner we have to trust our corners, because AJ Terrell's out. We are big. Last week against last week against the Bengals, our entire secondary was out. So I think if we can't rush the corners, if we can't rush the quarterback, and we really got to trust on these corners, this game is going to be a pretty close one. DJ Moore might eat. But this offense is real. This offense versus that defense is going to be the matchup to see. Because our, our t- offense is very explosive. We, um, we've been really, we're really high energy, and we really can um, get drives together. So going against this defense that's a lot better than some people say, it's going to be fun to watch, but we're about to fuck these boys up. Fuck the Panthers. And yeah, the Falcons are the worst pass defense. They were second worst before Jamar Chase and them blew them up, but then they uh-huh. that that didn't help. Now they're over 300 yards allowed on the on over the air. And as this this is us, you know, Styles makes fights. I think that's what I'm looking at on the paper here is the pan. I'm not worried about PJ fucking Walker throwing throwing the ball 250 yards on them. That's not the way they hurt. They're gonna beat them. They're going to run the ball like they've been doing. And that's where the Falcons defense is sixth best in the NFL in rush defense. Only lining up 100 yards flat total. Like, I just, you know, I just don't see how the Panthers offense can get going. They did it against the Bucks defense, and people are probably giving them credit because they think the Bucks run defense is still elite, and they aren't. We, we saw that last night with the Ravens, three-headed dragon just running all over them in the second half. Seen it for weeks. We just don't want to accept it. Facts. So I I think the Falcons win here, like the straight up. I'm Ryan. I'm Ryan the Dirty Bird. What you care? Are we are we the favorites in this one? You are favorites. Y'all were minus six and a half, almost a touchdown. But then after Panthers won that Bucks game, now you're only minus four, and mm-hmm. y'all got blown out. So that you know, like they probably. And I think the Panthers is it was just a one time thing. I I can't take that and just live with it. And I'm also taking Deontay Foreman under sixty six and a half rushing yards. I know Chubbard Hubbard is out, so he'll get all the carries. But the Falcons' run defense has been so good. They, they're going to see the running coming from a mile away. And I just don't see him getting 66 and a half rushing yards. That's higher than a lot of other running backs' number. So I was like, Deontay Foreman, who the fuck is him? And why is his rushing yard so high? Next game, Cowboys versus the Bears. Cowboys, one of the biggest favorites on the a slate. Minus 10. No Zeke for the Cowboys, and Robert Quinn is going to be out. Oh, not out, but he got traded off the Bears. So, kind of even. Uh-huh. Is it, do you think it's going to be close, or, or is the Cowboys just going to – I mean, the Bears just beat the shit out of the Patriots. <laughs> so, do we expect another performance like that, or, or is this the Cow, or is Dak and the Cowboys going to just put that shit to bed? So, in the words of Pat McAfee, Patriots are dead now, but <laughs> but 
I think this because they beat the Bears, they beat the um, Patriots. This team is this game looks a lot closer than it's gonna be. But if we gotta remember, the Cowboys defense does play really, really very well against bad teams. So I'm expecting this to be another game where the Cowboys defense steps up, especially with them, and they're not gonna sleep on the Bears, especially after that win they got last week. But this is also a chance for Dak to show, like, yo, I'm back. I'm, I'm healthy and I can run this offense. Cooper Rush, but I don't only think that they're Dak, that um, they can win this game. I think Dak is going to show that, like, okay, I'm back and I'm back healthy in this game. And really, I feel like Cooper Rush can win this game, like, truthfully. Yeah, so the Bears have one of the worst rush defenses, but they have the third best pass defense. Mm. They only love, like, 180-something yards, but I do think it's kind of – uh, I want to say uh, this is outliers because Rogers, Kirk, and Davis Mills all had over 230 yards on them. All had decent games, but Bears' first game of the year was that monsoon game against Trey Lance. No, there was no passing yards, and then they held Daniel Jones to like 70 yards passing. So those two games, I think, is what's skewing them into the top five elite pass defense numbers. They would probably be more middle of the pack if they had like two normal weeks those weeks. So that I think Dak could have a big game. I think Tony Pollard's gonna have a big game just because that rush defense is terrible. It's just I think this is the this is the game where we're gonna see the Cowboys look better. It, everyone thought it was last week against the Lions. This is gonna be the week where I feel like they're just gonna they might win like twenty seven to ten or something. You know, there's something big. <laughs> I really want to fantastic for this. On to the next game on the slate. We have the Dolphins going up to Detroit to play the Lions. Dolphins are favored by three and a half. I'm just, it's just a Tua factor. Like, I'm without Tua, I would come in probably not as confident, but with Tua, our offense just it's always seems like it's running a lot better. Um, even if DeAndre Swift is back, I'm not worried about the Lions and their rushing unit just because Miami has the eighth best rush defense. And Goff only looks good when he can get those running games going behind him. When it's all Goff, then they fold. And I'd expect that to be – it might be kind of close because the lines are at home and we might be overlooking them. But I just think it, it, the Dolphins are this better team here. I'm not I'm not going to – I don't think I'm wrong on that either. Oh, most definitely. I definitely way better team I heard. But everybody's sleeping on y'all because of the struggles last week on offense. But if you think about it, y'all struggle, you can make an ex, you can say they struggle on y'all struggle on offense, but y'all did phenomenal on defense. So I think the Lions are coming in with the expectations to shoot it out with y'all. They're like, yo, we got one of the worst defenses. And motherfucking their offense, they're like they're expecting to keep them to keep it pushing and they shoot it out with y'all. I don't think so. I think they're gonna get the running game established to an extent, but not nothing too nothing too great. And Jared Goff is gonna make a lot of mistakes against these very good that very good secondary. So this gives Tua the chance to really sit down and throw three, four touchdowns and really get back in the groove of things after having a slower first game back last week. No, I can see that's what I said. I think I could see how it could be close to the game, but I just I'm not when Tua's in. Like, all the metrics show, like, a Dolphins' offense scores a lot more points, more point differential. Like, somehow the defense is playing better, probably because they're not on the field as much. But 
Uh, I'm not backing him without two over. And uh, with that, I got two overs. I got Waddle over 64 and a half yards. Jeff Okuda has been a great, great at stopping wide receiver ones. So I think Waddle being going to have the number two corner, I think he's going to get busy. And when Tua plays, he's gone five for five over. He's hit, he's hit over 64 yards every time Tua's played. So that's an easy one for me. And then Mike Kosicki over two and a half catches. First five weeks, he only played 30 to 40% of the snaps. Now he's playing 60% plus. He's getting a lot more targets. You see his gritty almost every fucking week now. Like with Tua, back, back-to-back weeks, he's gone over 60% of snaps. And I think he's getting more snaps because we're, we're not able to trade him. No one's trading for him because his contract. And uh, since now we're using him, he's gone over two and a half catches both times. So he's he's just a big-ass target that Tua likes to throw to. He's all about Gusecki. Yeah, all he needs three catches with him. He had 700-yard season. He was like a top 10 tight end, like back-to-back years before we try to trade him. Bro, I'm a huge Gusecki fan, I'm not going to lie to you. But one thing, low-key, the, the Dolphins versus um, Lions previews popping up on my TV right now. Two things. Raheem Morstead definitely has to um, establish the run game. And you guys got to worry about Aiden Hutchinson. I do think we he can establish the run game because this Lions hasn't had no run defense like, at all. Like, I would be shocked if we don't yards, get the run game going. 5.3 yards per carry. But... Yeah, so yeah, I'd be shocked. So we got Dolphins, man. On to the next one. Next one, we have – let's see what's on the slate. We have the Cardinals versus the Vikings in Minnesota. Vikings are at home. Cardinals are the underdog here. Vikings are laying three and a half. They are five and one. Cardinals are three and four. I, I'm not big on the Vikings train. I, I would still bet on the Packers to win the division, even though they're – three and four and Vikings are five and one and get the plus money odds, whatever the big bet would be just because I could see a world. I still see a world in which these Vikings team crumbles and they start losing these 50, 50 games. And they're not, their defense hasn't really been too stellar in my opinion. I have to turn the hat on this game, man, because this is where if I was to pick an underdog this week, I would really try to sneak in and steal one right here just because Something is giving something about me is telling me that like the Cardinals, the offense is gonna um is gonna be more complete this week, and they're not just gonna have fourteen targets to D Hop and fifteen targets to the rest of the motherfucking um team. <laughs> so like, I feel like this the Vikings. This is a game where the Vikings can go up early. I think the all the all weapons on offense they have can make something shake, and then the Cardinals start playing the mother. Um, Kyler Murray starts playing backyard football and starts running all over this motherfucker and just running from side to side trying to find a good throw and just taking off. So if Kyler Murray can get very animated in this game and really show out, I think this is a game that they steal as underdog in Minnesota. Oh, see, we're both frying them. I have the Cardinals as well because I'm not big on the Vikings and Cardinals – they have they have D Hop back. I, I will with D Hop. They I will admit they are there's a lot better team. Like anyway, and all the analytics show it, the numbers show it, anything show eye test shows it. They just are a better team. And Vikings, their bad defense can only be masked for so long. They have the fifth worst pass D. I think Card. This is gonna be a big Kyler Kyler Murray card uh, in this Cardinals offense game. They might win like another game where I could see them winning like 
28 to 17. That's a big, like a, a big win. I have a uh, two, two props on this cook Dalvin cook under 77 and a half yards. All right. Mm-hmm. Cardinals had the seven best run defense. They're not going to let him take off the, he was held on 10 carries for 24 yards until he broke a 50 yard run and against the dolphins. I don't see him getting another big 50 yard. That doesn't happen often. So I think this will be the week where he's going, he's going to be under 77 and a half and the other Hopkins over 72 and a half yards. That's just Kyler's guy. Yeah. Give it to Alexander Madison. I need that. Hey, this is this. I think this is going to be another game where he gets 80 yards or so. Maybe not the 14 targets, but he, he'll get seven. And with those seven, I think he'll get over that 72 and a half. Next game on the list Raiders are going to New Orleans to take on the Saints with no Michael Thomas, no Jarvis Landry, and Marshawn Lattimore is out. Is Michael Thomas even on the team? Like, what does he do? This, I've been asking Saints fans, Zach. Some Saints fans are just think that he doesn't want to be there anymore. Like, it's not just injuries anymore. Like, he's just something about coaching, shit like that. So, I, I have no idea. I've seen him play one game, maybe two, in the last like two and a half years. Shit. Uh, but, like, so they didn't have Lattimore for the past two weeks, right? I think. In both weeks without Lattimore, we saw D Hop go for a hundred yards, and we saw who did he? Uh, who did he like? Oh, Jamar Chase goes off for like a hundred and something yards against the Bengals. This Saints defense is not the Saints defense of the past. They're bottom ten in rush defense. Uh, so Josh Jacobs, who's just been balling on another level, I think the Raiders they want to be a pass heavy team, but they're realizing we don't have to be. Let's just keep giving Josh Jacobs the rock. And, and I think yeah, the Saints have been bad against the run. And then when Derek Carr can play off the play action and they've been letting number one wide receivers go off, I think Devontae Adams is going to have a good day as well. Like, I just – I think the Raiders are only favored by a point or some shit. I, this could be they, – they won last week. They might be starting to turn a torn – start turning that corner. That's why I'm picking them. Yeah, I definitely got to take the Raiders on this one. You need to stop copying me. Motherfucker, definitely got to take the Raiders. I feel like this is another game where Devontae Adams stays very active, very, gets in a lot of people's faces and scores a touchdown. Josh Jacobs makes things work. And I really just don't even trust the Saints offense. I don't think the Raiders defense ain't shit. Like, the Texans just scored, like, 20 points on them. No, the Raiders mm-hmm. defense is ass, one of the worst. But I just don't even think this. I don't even think this – Um. This Saints offense is going to take advantage of this bad defense every drive. I feel like the, this defense is going to get stopped and really turn just quick plays into three and outs, even if they don't force turnovers on the other side. This could be one of those games the defense gets up for. They don't want you to think the Saints are giving up, but Alvin Kamara going to the Eagles is a rumor that's been catching a lot more steam. <laughs> Not like pretty much like tweeted it like yeah I'm trying to get the fuck up out of there I don't know exactly what he said but I heard about it on Pat Mack yeah Howie Roseman is wants says he wants Camara bad and he he's gonna go get him and like they're, they're starting to heat up more and more and that should Eagles, just tell you where the Saints are for this year and the Eagles trade for Robert Quinn AJ Brown and motherfucking Alvin Kamara all in the same season they might be the biggest finesses in the league. He's he's been killing, and he got C.J. Johnson Gardner, who's another Saints player who's been playing number three corner, just balling. 
so in uh I have two. We're both on the Raiders. I got two props. Devontae Adams over. I'm surprised it was this low. Over 83 and a half yards. Oh, definitely. Punch yeah. that. No Lattimore. We saw Chase and Hopkins goes off. Like, yeah, give me that. And an under. Andy Dalton under 246 yards. This was insanely high for some reason. Um, probably because the Raiders have a terrible pass defense. But Dalton's only went over this one time. And it was last week after he threw those pick sixes and he had to throw the ball a lot more in that second half. Like he has not gone over 246 at all. So I don't know why it's that high. So I'm riding under 240. Like that number was higher than a lot of quarterbacks that you would be shocked. That's actually interesting. Um, Another game on the slate, we have the Patriots going up, not going up, but going to play the New York Jets divisional game. Corey Davis is out, wide receiver for the Jets, but Elijah Moore is back. He's been practicing after he's been saying he wanted to get traded. It was seen that he's been back, and he will play this Sunday. I don't care. <laughs> this Jets team, I said it last week, they're frauds. They got bailed out, Brees, but now Brees Hall's not there. I know they got James Robinson, but how much can he really learn in that one week? And we're going to see more of Michael Carter. And I just, this, Belichick is, has a 76 win percentage against the Jets team. I said he owned the Browns and he owns the Jets. Like, and my final nugget is Belichick had to answer questions after last week's performance against the Bears, and I have never seen Bill Belichick be forced to be forced to answer questions against the media and be embarrassed like he was. And I I've never seen it in my whole lifetime. He was never he doesn't talk to media, let alone be talked to media embarrassed. He's going to come out and have a game plan that's going to fucking absolutely just demolish this Jets team. I believe it, man. This Jets team, is they've shown promise, and they've shown that they're a lot better than they were last year. And they've shown that they have a lot of strong young talent, and especially over there at the corner on defense. So, but I think Belichick's aware of this, and he understands that his quarterbacks aren't the strongest. So as long as they can limit the mistakes, because the Patriots don't make a lot of mistakes. But they limit the mistakes and don't give the Jets any easy ones. They can really um, because Zach Wilson isn't a guy like that for real. So, so um, he can be isol- isolated. He can be neutralized. And then um, the running game, like you said, is very um, very um, suspect right now since Brees Hall is in, since the Brees Hall injury. And if you're trusting out Zach Wilson, like. I'm not trust. I'm not picking you. So I definitely got to take the um, Patriots on this one, and we'll see what good old Grandpa Bill got in the in the sleeve for this one. Two two quick unders. Zach Wilson under 177 and a half yards. The Patriots defense and corners have been absolutely crazy. Garrett Wilson under 38 and a half receiving yards. Elijah Moore been bitching so much. He's gonna get all the targets. So I just think Garrett Wilson ain't like Elijah Moore game is incoming. Elijah Moore have a good day, but not Garrett Wilson. Zach Wilson See? can't feed two mouths. Uh-huh. Next game, the Battle of Pennsylvania, the Steelers versus the Eagles. Oh, those are Pennsylvania. That's how you know I don't believe in Florida. Yeah, the Battle of Pennsylvania. That's a, no one calls it that, but that's what I felt like when I realized. I was like, oh, it's called the Battle of Pennsylvania here. Six and zero Eagles versus two and five Steelers. Eleven point favorites here. Philadelphia is supposed to go in there and just handle business. It looks like that. This looks like one of those trap games. You feel me? 
Like, I feel like nothing about the Eagles is supposed to lose this game. But this might be a game where they go crazy in the second quarter and then play in the fourth disappear. I, these big spread games, some underdogs have been winning straight up. I think I don't think that happens. Maybe not even this week. Like I, eventually, just some of these underdogs are just going to end up getting blown out. And I think this might be that week where we see those big spreads and people are like, "Oh, the big the big underdogs have been winning. Let's back them." And then we see like why they're big underdogs. And that magic week ain't happening again. I think the Eagles. What did what can the Steelers do? They can't run against that. They have a horrible O line. So that the front seven, the pass rush for the Eagles are going to kill them. The run game ain't going to get started. And then you got to throw it against Slay Bradbury and CJ Johnson Gardner. Yeah, no cap. I think um, I think the Eagles killed the Steelers just off the fact that before the Steelers, I think the Steelers killed themselves. And a lot in the, that game last week against um, who they play last Dolphins week? or the Dolphins. Yeah, the, the Eagles Dolphins on, The Dolphins on Sunday night. So um. There was a lot of missed throws, not because of Kenny Pickett, but they were just dropped. Like, it was going straight through people's hands. Their timing wasn't all the way there. And I think this spread is pretty fucking huge, and I think that's kind of wild, but it makes sense to an extent. But I'm definitely taking the Eagles on this one. The Eagles are due for an L, but they don't think it comes right here, especially after the bye. They're feeling good. They run. They got fresh legs. Yeah, and the Steelers clean injury report for the first time. Yeah, and the Steelers motherfucking might they've had some wars. They had to beat the Bucks and then they lost to the Dolphins last week. So like they're kind of in limbo right now. But the TSA TJ Watt may play a little bit though. So I got two props. we're both on Eagles. I got Hertz over 230 passing yards. The Steelers are the fourth worst passing defense line up 275 per game. I think this is just where you see the Eagles just destroy them all over. And 230, I think Hurts can get. And then Pickett. Can he pick it over a half interception? He just likes to throw up some 50-50 passes. Like, people didn't like Trubisky's unwillingness to throw. Well, Pickett is willing to make those throws. And against Slay and Bradbury and C.J. Johnson-Garner, especially if they're down by a lot early in the game and they're throwing the ball 40, 50 times, Pickett, Pickett's going to throw up at least one duck to the Eagles. Them boys gonna be right there to pick it up every time. Every time. Next game we have the Titans versus the Texans. Titans are laying two and a half points. They're going to Houston. Houston's the home underdog. Tannehill isn't gonna play. Most likely, he's most likely out, and we'll see Malik Willis come in with uh, Tannehill's out with the ankle injuries still. So. That's probably why the line is so close. Otherwise, the Titans probably have a bigger spread. I don't care. This is the Malik Willis playing. Okay. Just give me the over on the Henry's carries, which are 22 and a half. And give me the over on his 99 and a half rushing yards. Titans are just going to run the ball probably 40 fucking times. And Malik Willis is athletic. Who knows? Maybe we'll see some like Lamar Jackson type packages where like like Malik Willis is running the ball and then pitches. You know, like they're just gonna run the ball. And the, and the Texans are the worst run defense. 164 yards per game given up. 164 yards per game. We saw what Josh Jacobs did last week. Like Derrick Henry's just gonna fucking win this himself. This is another trap game, dog. I really feel like they. 
I feel like the favorites look so favorable this week. There's going to be a lot of, like, stupid L's. And, like, I think this is the one right there. And if the rush defense wasn't so terrible, I would really pick this team because I feel like I don't know what Malik Willis has. And First ever NFL start does scare me. Mm-hmm. And this is against Lovey Smith, and I really feel like he could really bring in some pressure and really make him uncomfortable. But their rush defense is fucking atrocious. And if Derrick Henry has 40 carries, it's going to be fucking – it doesn't matter. You're not going to want to tackle him by carry number 28. Yeah, another thing that kind of – I almost picked Texans because I don't have many underdogs apparently, but the, it was because the Raiders have one of the worst pass defenses, and we saw the Texans look good for about three quarters and keep the game real close. Like They probably maybe could have won that game before that pick six in the fourth quarter. Then it, it all went to shit. The Titans have, don't really have a better pass defense. They're just as bad as the t- Raiders, if not worse. So maybe Davis Mills looks decent, and then they're forced to throw the ball. And if that happens, then I'm shit out of luck. But I just don't see that. I don't see it happening. I just see if the Titans is running 40 times, scoring 21 points at halftime, and maybe not scoring again. But that'd be enough. That 21 would be enough at half. Man, I'm taking the Texas. I don't got no dogs. I'm taking the Texas on this one. Shaking the tag, you taking the, the it's, a trap, game. it's a trap. It's it a does trap. look a little too good to be true. I'm like two and a half with this tie ins. Yeah, it's a trap game. It's a trap. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's a trap. Let me see. Uh, we have the commanders versus the Colts, premier quarterback matchup. Sam Elliger versus Taylor Heineke. It doesn't get better than this. <laughs> hey, bro, this is the NFL level competition. You might be the worst person to have ever been born. I hate you. <laughs> hey, bro, this, is, you. this is what I you pay you. the big bucks for. This is on. I'm, this is going on the big screen. I'm highly upset. I'm mad that you you took it to. I I don't like you, Sam Ellinger. Do you know he was not – CBS Sports put out 32 – ranking the 32 quarterbacks starting right now. They had Elliger at 31. Sixth-round pick last year. Like, he's not even a new fresh blood. His last year's sixth-round pick, been on the bench, never started, never played. He's ranked 31st. And they have Andy Dolan at 32. <laughs> <laughs> that was just complete disrespectful to me, bro. That was just like – I know Dollar played bad bad last week, but God damn, bro. <laughs> That's fucked up. I couldn't even they had like two underneath Jimmy G and Russell Wilson. I couldn't even be mad about that. I was just like, look, like we're not gonna no one in the comments is addressing Dalton at 32. Like, we're, we're not talking about how they have Elliger over an NFL quarterback who's at least played games. <laughs> oh my god, that's disrespectful. But on to the game though. Motherfucking, this is interesting because I definitely got Heineke after that win last week. Maybe they could string something else along. But what's up with the what's up with the defense? I believe the Colts' defense is still missing Shaq Leonard, probably still up in the air. So motherfucking, how do you see? How do you see the Colts? How do you see who? Who I'm just going with who has the better defense. I, the, both quarterbacks are about the same to me right now. <laughs> and, like, at least the Colts have the best, sixth best pass defense. And 
maybe they can maybe I can't even see Jonathan Taylor gets going because their offensive line is just that bad. I don't even think it's Taylor's fault. I think it's the O line's fault on top of everything. It is that bad. They can't protect. They can't block. They can't they can't maul to get the run game going. They just been bad. Like so this, I'm not betting on this game. I gotta make a pick for the show, but this is not a game that I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to bet this game this week. Like, no. Nah. <laughs> I'm taking the Colts purely because I think they have the better defense. Nice. And I'm definitely taking the commandies on this one. Let's uh, go. Hey, be, I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked. At least Heineke has NFL experience. Hey, I'm telling you, the Colts burn me every week, though. So it might just be another week where they burn me. 49ers versus the Rams in LA. But you know, it's going to probably be filled with 49ers fans, to be honest. No one's favorited it. It's a pick em. No Debo. So that is big for the 49ers. T.I. has 24 hours to, to tell T.I. he has 24 hours to respond. All right, bro, I got him on the line. I'm sending <laughs> him a clip right now. I'm telling you, man. But now I have to turn the head sideways on these, on these motherfuckers because, boy, this game is going to be interesting. What time does this game come on? 425. And it's where? This is in L.A., but, you know, 49ers, San Francisco is just a, 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 an hour drive away, and their fans are diehards. No, nah, no cap. I mean, I don't really think L.A. has home games for, like, them boys come to see the other teams a lot of the times. So this comes back down to McVay. Um, Shanahan. Shanahan owns McVay. McVay owns Kara, whatever it is. This is just how this division goes. And last time they played, they fucking killed Matthew Stafford. Got seven sacks. Like, they're going crazy. I don't think um, McVay lets this happen again, but this team isn't good. And their own line is still having the same exact problems they were having back then. So, like, it's a big deal that the 49ers don't have Debo. But, like, if Christian McCaffrey can get shit cracking this week, you go – Gee, that's a good sub. That's a good supplement for missing such an important piece to your offense. But like, I don't know, Powell, because I really want to pick the 49ers just because. But like, maybe the Rams have something secretive in the tank. Shanahan owns McVay, straight up, simple as that. And the Rams lost another member of the O line in the last week, so their their O line even got worse since the last meeting they saw the 49ers. Joey Bosa's getting more healthy since that groin injury he suffered so i know debo's out but cmc when he played them against with just the panthers when he was literally with pj walker at quarterback they were up 10-7 at halftime before the rams won and the mccaffrey ended the game with like 60 rushing yards and like 80 receiving yards like he had a good day if, uh, when it was just him of the offense now when he's on the 49ers i expect him to have a big game i expect him to do what debo does he probably have like 80 receiving yards 70 rushing yards i the kittle like this 49ers team is just way better all around and the rams deep all line is just the, it's the worst I, it's up there with the colts is the worst o-line in football tragic and they throw the most picks they hit that i think matthew stafford and matt ryan retired yeah, and one of them just got benched. That's insane. Yeah, both on 49ers, I'm guessing. 
Um, let's see. Next game, Giants versus the Seahawks. This is going to be a fun game. Now, this one right here is going to be a good one. DK and Lockett are questionable. I would not be shocked if DK doesn't play. He has a knee injury. And Lockett, I'm not too sure if he's going to play either. I need to make sure I read this right. What's the line on this one? Uh, the Giants are underdogs to the Seahawks. The Seahawks are three-point favorites at home. Insane. I no just want to make that right. The five and one, this no, the six and one giant. Soak that in. Mm-hmm. Hey. How do you see this game going though? Saquon? Hey, you asked you asked last week if the Seahawks have ever been favored in a game, and we weren't sure. But this I guess this week they are we know for a fact they are favored this week. This is gonna be a shootout. Not even a shootout. There's a, a lot of points. Like, the Seahawks are the fourth-worst run defense. Barkley's going to have a great game. And the Giants are the fifth-worst run defense. So, Kenneth Walker's going to have a great game. And Geno and Daniel Jones are just going to do what they've been doing. So, this game, honestly, I it, it might come down to who has the ball the last the last two minutes. I don't have many dogs, so I got to go Giants. Got to go Giants on this one. Danny Wills is going to do something different on this game. I don't like it, but if DK and Lockett were healthy, I'd probably go Seahawks, but they're not. And I think I trust them. I'm not trusting Seahawks as a favorite, but I'm pretty sure I picked the Seahawks against the Seahawks on the entire street. They definitely been coming out to show them press, but nah. I got Danny Wheels trying to make something shake this game. I know. I had Seahawks last week against the Chargers. So I do I do pick them. I do like them. Uh, I do have two props here. Barkley over 81 and a half rushing yards. 81, I felt like was low. I feel like Barkley is going to – against the fourth-worst run defense, like Barkley's going to get the ball. And then Daniel Jones over 37-and-a-half rushing yards. Seahawks secondary has been kind of balling. I don't think there will be a lot of open receivers, so I feel like he's going to have to use his legs. And I forgot to say this one, but this is an automatic play. Matt Stafford over half interception against the 49ers. Go hammer that one. That one – he did it last time. He does it weekly. Go make the money. Is it always a half? Does nobody ever think like, yeah, you could probably start charging one point five for this maybe? Well, because the the line will move. So if it some quarterbacks will be minus ten, like one hundred, like there's a ten bet ten to win ten. But then as they throw more, it starts going to like one eighty minus two hundred. So if you can still get it within the minus one hundred range, it's free money. Nice. Uh, let's see. Then uh, next game, Sunday night football, we have the Packers going to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Biggest spread of Aaron Rodgers' career. Bills are favored minus 11. And they're coming off a nice bye with some fresh legs. These are very, the buys are very important. It, it, and no, Lazard is going to be out. He got hurt. And David Bacchanari is questionable to play. That's another person. Like, are you really on the team? Are you you got some playing time this season, but it's like, come on, man. We know you got to join your knees, dog. I don't know what you got going on exactly. <laughs> he also hasn't looked like the all pro guy anymore. He doesn't look like that that dude. <laughs> just, just I'll be looking at that. Just come back healthy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so the Packers' offense has already looked bad, and they just lost their wide receiver one with Lazard. One team is struggling, and the other team I see chucking beers together after games. Not literally, but I could see them going to fucking bars and shooting pool at one another, just being boys, being boys. 
And that re- the Bills, I think Bills here are gonna look. There's just they're gonna do what they do. Yeah, the Bills are gonna fucking demolish these motherfuckers. But I think it's from a defensive standpoint because this is the Packers' chance to really look like yeah, we're the underdogs. We can show that we're a good team. But the Bills are coming off a bye. They have the fresh legs, and their defense looked fucking phenomenal last week. Last time we saw them play against the Chiefs. And that's against Pat Mahomes towards pretty much everybody except the Bills and the Colts for some reason. Interesting. But I'm definitely trusting the Bills. These are my Super Bowl pick versus my Super Bowl pick from last year. I think Aaron Rodgers is just at a part of the season where he's just frustrated. Like, he's not really holding back. He knows that um things need to get changed because if not, it's only going to become more and more of, a, more and more of a hole to dig out of. Not nah, facts. And this Bills team has been dominant. Like, they're on the other spectrum. Hell, yeah. And in our last game right here, Monday Night Football, the Bengals are going to Cleveland to play division rival the Browns. Jamar Chase will miss four to six weeks with a hip injury. He is out. How do you see this one going? Joe Burrow, no more Jamar Chase for at least four weeks. That's tragic, but that gives us T. Higgins fantasy owners some fucking smiles to put on our faces. But we got the Bengals versus the Browns in division matchup. So these teams know each other. But uh, definitely taking the Bengals, punching the Bengals on this one. I feel like Joe Cool, Joe Shiesty really sits down. And maybe he does throw a 404, four touchdown game, but maybe 303 touchdown game. That's pretty nice. But definitely looking at these Browns as suspect. And what makes me mad about the Browns the most is the fact that they forget that they have the ball to run sometimes. Sometimes I feel like they just want Jacoby Brissett to get in the shotgun and really make something shake when it's like, bro, if you don't run that motherfucker on first and second down, what's wrong with you? You know, that's why I'm, I'm rocking the Bengals because the Browns don't know how to utilize their best players, and you're not going to win until you do. And the Bengals, I just want to see, is T. Higgins real deal wide receiver one, or has he just been killing the cornerback twos and threes of the world? Because now he's going to have cornerback ones on him. Like Denzel Ward's going to be guarding him one-on-one here. So I just want to see, is T. Higgins still going to produce it now that he has better uh, a better corner on him? He motherfucking better. And uh, Tyler Boyd, I think that is – Tyler Boyd's going to start doing his thing. He used to be a 1,000-yard receiver before Chase and Higgins were coming in. So I think he goes right back to right back to play what he used to do. And then we could be, they could have a three-headed monster at the receiver room, which is dangerous. Very dangerous. Well, shit, we, we wrapped up the game, so time to everyone's favorite fucking section. We're going to do our locks and our dogs. All right, Kevin, well, you you had a back-to-back, I think back-to-back-to-back winning weeks on the locks and dogs, so go, you start us off. What's your locks and your dogs for this week? <sighs> no, I'm saying Zen Master Kev. Zen Master so- Pretty much for my locks and dogs, I'm definitely taking – I got to take the Falcons on this one. I'm trusting my my dirty birds to really come through and make something shake. And then I got to take the Bengals. They beat us last week, but I just like the Bengals over the Browns. I feel like they torched the fuck out of their ass last week. And T. Higgins being out of the way makes it – um. No, I mean, I take Jamar Chase being hurt just opens up the offense more. That's a very dynamic factor, half man, half amazing. But you got people like T. Higgins, Boyd, um, what's the running back name? Joe Mixon. So you still got options, you feel me, to make something shake. So I definitely got to take them boys. And for my dog, 
I'm taking the Giants because, boy, that's free money right there. All right. Even um, though it's a trap. I like it. No, I like it. That's my other dog I had. I My uh, my dog's going to be the Cardinals. I think they're going to go in there and scorch this bad Vikings defense. D-Hop is back. Um, Patriots, straight up, this uh, – they're, they own the Jets, and the Jets lost their best uh, running back. They're not going to look the same. They're going to need Zach Wilson to do something, and that's where they're going to fold. Patriots win. And then the 49ers, Sean McVay is owned by Kyle Shanahan. The O-line got worse. This defense is getting healthier for the 49ers. And CMC is going to do what Debo did. We don't need Debo there. Yeah, that us. And then uh, just to wrap us up, I already gave out all the prop bets. I think it was like 13 or 14 prop bets this week. My best bets, Titans minus two and a half. I know it's Malik Willis. I'm a little worried about it, but fuck it. I'm, I think Derrick Henry has a big day. They control the clock. Rabel is going to cover this for me himself. Minus two and a half. Patriots minus two and a half. Same thing. as Zach Wilson is going to fold. Patriots, I've never seen Bill Belichick embarrassed like he was after last week and having to answer questions. He's going to come out and just, just take all his anger out on, on this Jets team like he always does. Cardinals plus three and a half. I think, they're the, I think their team's going to come to score. Plus they, and I get three points, so just in case they lose by a field goal, I'm not like that's what the Vikings could do, and I get the extra hook. Yeah, give me the plus three and a half. I think they're going to win. Raiders minus one and a half. It's that small because the Raiders have underperformed so much, but people are forgetting how much the Saints have underperformed this year. Their defense isn't that good anymore. People want to give the home team a little more boost on the line. Saints are one in three at home. There is no reason to really boost them at home. So minus one and a half for the Raiders. That's almost a pick them. Give me that. And 49ers money line. It's, it's split. It's an even pick right now. Straight up, I can get 49ers money line at plus odds. Give me that. Give me the 49ers. They're just – that defense, like, we see what happens when this Rams, especially that Rams O-line and Stafford, has to play good to great to elite defenses. And it doesn't look good. So the 49ers are going to come in there and I think just take care of business. Even if they score 17 points, it might be enough. Literally, they're about to terrorize these boys. And I'm hoping I had a bad last week. So hopefully this, this is my bounce back week. Everyone, everyone is entitled to one bad week. I respect you, man. It happens to the best of us. Uh, but as always, y'all boys, hammer those bets, spark up the blunts, pour up the drinks, and we appreciate appreciate y'all for riding with us through the week eight NFL picks. We'll be back for the recaps, and you'll probably see us on the weekends talking boxing or UFC. We always there. And as always, this has been Totally Blitz Podcast. I'm Paul. Pick and win them, Concha. That's Kev, Waterboy Savoy with the drippy fit today. I'm telling you, man. Zen Master Kev, man. And we're coming through with the picks and the big bets, man. Hey, stay true to what you know because we some good ones. <laughs> Motherfuckers. I got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't nothing. Passing out the medicines We've been on that rock star regiment Knowing that I'm heaven sent Higher than I ever been I got a problem with